Hello and welcome to the Snippets of Leadership podcast. Hello, episode three out of four on emotional intelligence. This time we start to look at empathy. And by the way, if you enjoy my content and if you like listening to this podcast, please leave me a nice review on whatever platform you're using. It would help me a lot. That said, in the previous two episodes, we looked at the basics of emotional intelligence, on how it's built on four areas that you need to work on to be proficient at it and use it as you lead others. The first one was being aware of your own emotions, not just at the level of I'm happy versus I'm sad, but going more into detail. For example, I'm optimistic versus I'm serene, and also trying to figure out what exactly makes you feel like that. Once you've done that, you then start working on managing your emotions. Simply put, negative emotions especially can be overwhelming, and they can paralyze your thinking and communicating. And that's why you need to be able to recognize exactly what you're feeling to do something about it. In general, if you want to bounce back out of it, the process is to first deny your instinct of taking a break while focusing on a short-term task. Basically, what I mean is don't check Facebook or don't do anything that you want to do because you're feeling bored or annoyed. Right after, find a way to get even more invested in what you need to do. If you need to discuss with clients or investors, for example, do all you can to focus and get yourself engaged in the process. It's hard because it's forced, but if you stick to those two steps, you will learn how to manage your emotions quickly and not be managed by them. And on top of that, it will get easier as you go. So here is where we are. We are fully aware of what we're feeling at any given time and proficient in controlling our emotional state. You've got your emotional self-leadership covered. So when you notice you're having a bad day, you know how to control it and make sure that it does not weigh on your team. That is good leadership already, if you ask me. So let's get to your team now, because let's face it, that's where the kicker is. If something is wrong with someone in your team, that person may be brought down and paralyzed by, by what he or she is feeling, just like you. And it's your job as the leader to make sure that doesn't happen. And I mean it both from a professional and a personal perspective. You are the point of contact for an organization responsible for that person's well-being. And that is someone you see every day. You're in a position where you can and should do something. That's why I say it's your job as the leader. So the first step, just like when it came to your own emotions, is recognizing precisely what emotions someone else is feeling. It's difficult, of course, but less than you may think at this point. The funny thing is that the better you become at figuring out your own feelings, the better you will automatically become at reading other people's emotional state. So forgive me if I go holistic on you for a second, but in other words, the more comfortable and in touch you are with your own emotions, the better you will be at being in touch with others emotionally. The moment you start, of course, you won't be proficient at it. So give yourself some time to sharpen your skills. But if you've done the work on yourself beforehand, it will get easier. 
And to help you out, here are four elements you can look out for that will help you, at least in the beginning, to read others. Shape, rhythm, intonation, and dissonance. The role of these four elements is basically the same thing uh, as Plutchik's Wheel of Emotion. It's not a holy book. It's nothing written in stone, but it's just a reference that you can use to help yourself out in the beginning. So again, four elements, shape, rhythm, intonation, and dissonance. By shape, I simply mean look at the other person's whole body posture, expression, movements. What visual cues can you recognize by just observing someone's shape? You don't need to be an expert in body language. If you, need the basic, if you know the basics, well, even better. But there is so much that you can learn about a person's state just by looking at their shape. Second, rhythm. Rhythm is the rhythm of the conversation. If you're talking, notice, are they quick on their feet in answering? Do they interrupt or let you finish? Do they follow a normal tempo in speaking and answering, or is it too slow or perhaps irregular? All of those are still cues you can use to read their emotional state quickly. Also, do they change as they speak? Do they change as they speak with you? That's something to take into account because that will be your influence on their rhythm. Number three, connected to rhythm, intonation. What does the voice of, of who is in front of you tell you? Is it a normal tone? Is it blatantly angry? Are they trying to keep calm and forcing a steady tone but not managing? That's also something to make a note of. And last, dissonance. Are all these three elements coherent? Is the person in front of you calm and in a good place and everything is fine? Or do you notice that their shape or intonation are not coherent with what they want to display? If you notice consciously, it means that others may notice unconsciously and may be impacted. Again, those four elements are not a holy book. They are guidelines, tools to help you out in the beginning. But your best bet to recognize another person's emotional state is to do the work on yourself first. So go back to episode one of this season if you haven't listened to it and give it a go. The better you are at reading your own emotions, the better you will be at reading others, including your team and the better of a leader you'll become on the way. Thank you for listening. My name is Eduardo Bindazane from EBZ Coaching. I'm a leadership and communication trainer and consultant. And if you have any questions about what you've heard in this episode, please reach out to me via LinkedIn, Facebook, or my website. I'll be answering the most interesting questions on the show. And if you know someone that will benefit from this type of content, please make sure you recommend this podcast to them. Thank you, and see you next time.